You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. I paid my dues Time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime And bad mistakes Overtime, the Owen 60 Podcast Showdown Champions. Owen 60 Podcast Showdown Champions. There, we own it. It's ours. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's a nice ring to it. Catching overtime. Celebrate with Queen. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It's over. The Vince Carter thing going on. My mic's falling. There we go. I'm going to keep playing this song because why not? We'll just talk. Busy day today. Yeah. Big show. Yeah. Fired up. Huge. Champ champions never die. This mic is bugging me. Yeah, I know. I every, I feel like every week one of us has a problem with a mic staying put. Whoa, headphones. Champions. Jeez, there we go. My friend. I'll turn it up. Oh yeah, karaoke. Um, I will not be there. We are the champions, Reese. I know, eh? What a what are we? What are we? T-shirts are ordered, rings are coming. Rings? <laughs> Champs. <laughs> Champs. We're totally going Mighty Ducks 2 right now at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, while this song continues to play, um, a preview of what is coming up on the show. To kick things off, we will update you on our all-name bracket. We're heading into the final week of round one. Uh, with our final two matchups, we've got uh, an update on our Twitter polls from this past week. And uh, what else are we opening the show with? Uh, some play-by-play of how that overtime winner found the back of the net. Bingo! To give us the 3-2 to two victory. Yeah, we got to walk him through that. Two assist on that. Yeah, and then of course, uh, we had a tie the big for... moment of the show. What? We had a tie Sorry. for top forwards. We had a tie for top forwards. You and... Catch, pick that up. Yeah. Big one. Yeah, goaltender of the uh, series. Obviously goes to uh, the goaltender for the uh, O Show. He played Solid. unreal. Solid, yeah. It wasn't going seven if it wasn't for him. We had, we Not should, a chance. We should have won that in five, but he stole it to get. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, yeah, and then, of course, our big moment of the show comes midway through about, we're hoping, 12 or 10 to 12 minutes in, Mr. Oh, yeah. Hunter Jones hey now. will Brantford. join us on the program. Two on one. Two on one. Ooh. Brant, two Brantford guys. This will two be on O on the goalie. 
Oh, I'm taking Hunter Jones. Oh, I yeah. kind of suck. Can you imagine if we did that at Justin Bieber, uh, Jordan Bennington thing? We challenge him right now. The Brantford Civic Center, rent it. Let's, Let's go. Do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Sell it out. Preview for the OHL when they get an exhibition game. Oh, oh my. man. Should I challenge him? That would be awesome. Should I challenge him? Or am I about to challenge Hunter Jones to a shootout? I mean. 2 on 0. I think there's one flaw in that plan. Buddy, I'm ripping a shot. Minnesota, Bill Guerin, don't listen to this. I'm ripping a slap shot. <laughs> I'm an offensive watch, defenseman. Watch, you're going to rip a slap shot. All you see is Hunter Jones not even going to the butterfly. Just reach out his left hand. No, just, no it's oh, going to okay. just take the stick, just bat it down in front of him. What was that, Feather? Uh, I'm an offensive defenseman in EASHL. Yes, but real life is a lot different. Damn right. But um, Yeah, so he'll join us on the program in about 10 minutes or so, I'd say. Um, and then... Yeah, it should be a fun one. That's pretty much what we what we got for you this week. Uh, so to kick things off, we will go to Twitter. Uh, start the with Twitter those world. polls. What's going on in their Twitter world today? Um, probably right. nothing, All like right. always. So last week's poll, uh, does it matter the amount of games you've played to have the hardest shot in the coaches' poll? One, yeah, it does. Or no, it's a shot. I, I voted no, it's a shot. I mean, it doesn't really matter amount of the games. Yeah. I can't remember what I voted. Yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> April 11th, so last week. Saturday. It was last Saturday. Yeah, it was last Saturday, because I guess it was Easter weekend last week. Yeah, that's that's why we recorded it. doesn't feel like it. It feels like it's been two weeks we won, since Easter. And then we won on Sunday or Monday night? Monday night. Monday night, that was a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get into those details in a couple Ovechkin. of minutes. I'm going full Ovechkin. When we uh, have our show team party thing. I might yeah. do the Ovechkin fountain thing. Just push ups in the fountain. <laughs> Should we start to make plans where that's going to be? Yeah, I there's think a we, few places yeah, we that have, we could have it. Yeah, I but, know there's a couple. Yeah, we've said, but um, so no, it's a shot. Uh, wins seventy seven, and I didn't know they did this on Twitter. Seventy seven point eight percent. Point eight. Don't forget about that point eight. Yeah, point and then twenty two point two said, yeah, it does. Two, two, two. So. That's next one. poll number one. Yeah. The next one, are the first two seasons of any TV series the most crucial? Yes or no? 84.6% of the people said yes. 15.4% said no. I say yeah for sure. I agree. I mean, I am I just got into Friends. You just got me hooked on that. Yeah. And like, I found like the first two seasons, if you can watch, the, like if you're right into it, yeah. you're good to go. So because you gave Friends a chance, I'm going to give The Office a chance. Beauty. Great show. You're not going to let it down. Yeah. It's great. Like I'm going to finish Friends first, though. Because, yeah, you, you know. You can't watch two shows at once. Yeah. That's tough. That's a Twitter poll this week. Can you Ooh. watch two shows at once? I can't. Okay. Yeah, I can't either. That, to it's me, hard. Yeah, it's not loyal it's not to the hard, show I'm but watching. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not loyal. loyal. It's not loyal. <laughs> <laughs> you're not paying for the show. You're paying for Netflix. Yeah, but it, to me... It, it's like I'm cheating on friends if I watch The Office right now. Ooh, In the middle of a, very true. I'm on season six. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I just finished season six, so right, so we're getting close. No spoilers. No. No spoilers. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I yeah, you can kind of guess gonna what's happen. gonna happen. Like yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I guess at that point where you are, just like what are you like five, ten episodes into season six around there? Ooh. I should go on my Netflix account here and just I'm, start playing Friends. I'm trying to think when that. Uh, I was at the what pa- happened was that. Well, you, you you said Thanksgiving. Yeah, the Thanksgiving. The parents were there and yeah, the trifle they're trying was to made make wrong. Chandler. They're trying to make Chandler better for the parents. Yeah, the parents. So they're yeah. like, 
Yeah. And then uh, Ross, Ross and Joey and were trying to go to a cottage with yeah, uh, Joey's roommate. Yeah, the New Year's. They had the New Year's dance, I think, oh, the yeah. show after. I, <laughs> with I, the routine. I, I watched that. Yeah, they tried okay. to go up on the thing, but they put them on the blooper reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross and Monica. Yeah. What was after that? Is there... Um, after that, there was an... I don't know if this was the next episode, but... Um, Ross and... Or Ross. Joey and his roommate, I guess, start going out. I don't know if you've gotten to that part. You could kind of what guess bar? it after New Year's. The, the yeah, no, I forget I'm her not name. on that yet. I'm not on that yet. Probably the next episode though. You say you're Tonight. not. So you just finished New Year's then? Yeah. So yeah, you're probably well, that's probably the next one or the one after. I'd have to look. So again, I'm close but, to that. I'm close to that. Though. Yeah. 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 So lot to happen still in this season. This week's, Colin. This week's friends. Next week I'll come with a report. Yeah. Friends. <laughs> come with the re- All right. The scouting cool. report. Oh, yeah. Um, by the way, the numbers for our uh, second poll, uh, yes, got 84.6%. No, got 15.4%. And shout out to a buddy of mine from school, uh, Marty Irving. Uh, the Simpsons, and it's always sunny. I assume it's always sunny in Philadelphia is what he is referring to. And he supports the no. Well, then. I mean, I was proven wrong. <laughs> I was proven wrong. <laughs> Oh well, okay. Um, yeah, so we've decided we've made the executive decision to just, I guess, off to the side. Uh, we'll save the all name up update to uh, to after we speak with uh, Mr. Jones. Yeah, that good uh, tune. That preview there. The, oh, we gotta good do tune. that. We gotta preview the segment <laughs> like that. Yes. Play the song going in. <laughs> yes, we gotta do that. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, we got it. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, we're going to walk you in case you missed it. We're going to walk you through that. Yeah, Cause uh, you got the secondary goal, assist. The OT winner from, uh, Mr. Ryan kitchen. And now fellow Simcoe giant. Without, OBA an, champion. without an ICBA championship. OBA champion though. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. We got that. We got that. All right. So yeah. Walk it. So yeah, begin you, got the the, fir- you got the third, ass- uh, the second assist, right? Yeah, um, so I can't remember what I did, like what happened before I got it. But in I front think, of the net. No, I got it. I got it at the point. So whether you passed it to me, I was joining the, the rush. No, that's yeah, why yeah. you took that's my spot. That's what it is, eh? So you rushed, but you got it in the corner, and a guy went on you, and then you passed it well, back defen- to me. Yeah, the defenseman was chasing me. He didn't play. He didn't play the puck. Yeah, he played, he played you, the body, not the puck. And I looked like Pavel Datsuk. It yeah. spun off him. Quick pass on the back end, the front of the net, and bingo. Yeah, so I got the puck at the right point. You shot, right? Because I remember the rebound. There's no. a puck, and I couldn't get the puck through. I tried to fire it from, like, a one-timer. Yeah. But, like, it got blocked, and that's how it went to, like, behind the net. Um, yeah, I skated it. I, th- I I either skated to the dot or just the top of the circle near the slot, and I just I'd, I, I fanned on it. I, didn't get, I did not get a good shot off. I think uh, um, 14 from their team, Kubinek. Alec Kubinek, yeah, if that's pronounced right, um, he tried to poke it off my stick, so I got a crappy shot off, and it hit a leg. Yeah. Didn't even make it to the net. Then it went to you in the and corner. I tried to shoot. I just remember trying to shoot the first time, and I might have been the play before. Never mind. Yeah, I got the puck in the. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting the puck in the corner. The defenseman came out of nowhere. Yeah, and like he didn't try to play the puck, so I knew if I could spin to like 
kind of like pivot to the back end as I'm like going through it. I like how we're going through this like a post-game scrum. No one can see me. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got pucks in deep. We got pucks to the net. And all four lines were banging. We were solid. Yeah, and uh, we scored. Yeah. Yeah. So he he came to hit me, and like he didn't play for the puck. And there was like a three-feet lane to the net. And I saw a catch going to the net, and he was open. And, I mean, no clean goal was going to beat their goalie. It was a garbage goal. But their goalie was too good not. Yep. So I just turned, packed to the net, bingo, backhand in the net. Bingo, it was on bingo. his backhand, too. I was surprised it was on his backhand. But we ran, like, him and I have done that play forever. It's like Zetterberg Datsuk from behind the net. The Euro stuff. twins. Oh, yeah. Norfolk twins. <laughs> <laughs> the Norfolk twins. Norfolk connection. Check to Buffalo. Ooh. Uh, yikes. No cups. <laughs> yeah, foot in the crease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, a touchy subject for some people. Uh, yuck. Sorry, Buffalo. Yeah. It's all good. Bills, Mafia. Want to cut first. At least you got the Bills. That's true. The they Bills made it to the playoffs. The Bills were a laughing they stock lost, until last year. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I hope Buffalo Josh wins Josh Allen choked. I, I hope they win the FC East this year. As we yeah, get to football talk. I, I, hope think, I think they will. Miami can go from last to first. Miami's not winning the division. You know, <laughs> That's not happening. some big signings, but I, I hope Buffalo wins it. Yeah. And New England's still going to be tough because they got Belichick. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. I think a coach can only do so much, so. And yep, anyways, we um, are the champions. Yeah, we are. Good times. We'll be back with a big interview. Yeah, big interview I'm fired after up the for break. This. Yeah, I'm fired up for this. Uh Peterborough Pete's goaltender and uh wild prospect Hunter Jones joins hey the program right after Welcome, this. Mr. Jones. Yeah, you're listening to the Owen Sixty Podcast. Uh, celebrity on the other side. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast along with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney and it's time for the biggest part of the show. I'm sure for what most people are tuning in for uh, our guest, Hunter Jones, joining us on the line, the goaltender for the Peets, uh, Minnesota Wild prospect. Hunter, uh, how you doing in these times? Uh, life's pretty boring right now, but I mean, um, just trying to stay in shape as much as I can with the break that we have and just hope that it all comes to an end in the near future, but we'll see. Yeah, what uh, what does your routine uh, look like nowadays? Obviously, it's a little different. You can't go to the gym. Uh, you can't do most of this stuff outside, maybe in some areas that you normally would. So uh, how are you keeping yourself in shape and uh, making sure you're ready to go uh, come August, September, whenever it may be? Um, right now, I'm just kind of like taking it a little bit easy right now, just kind of keeping it laid back with everything that's going on, enjoying some family time, making sure everybody's uh, healthy and safe at home. And um, but now that it's kind of been a little bit over a month, I'm starting to get back into working out from home and just going for runs and stuff like that. Starting to just maintain, uh, just my cardio and just be ready to go whenever, um, you know, we figure out what's going to be going on with the hockey season, whether there's going to be development camp or whatever with Minnesota or whenever everything's going to pick back up again. So there's a whole lot of moving parts here to kind of everything that's going on in this near future. So, I mean, for right now, just, you know, doing stretching during the day and, like I said, going for runs and uh, mainly just playing a lot of PlayStation, to be honest. Hey. really good at Call of Duty online. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just got um, through a heated uh, playoff series against another podcast. So. 
We won that in yeah. seven, so we're pretty fired up this week. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so that's basically my routine right now. Yeah, uh, have you had any uh, communication with the Wild about uh, like possible like development camp? As we hear, it'll probably get pushed back because of the virus thing. So, have you had any um, communication from the team about what they'd like you to do to stay in shape? Um, well, they said on a couple things. Like, I mean, I, after I signed, I started getting CC'd on all the emails. Like, I was like a part of the team and uh, like with the team workouts. So that's why I was a little bit confused with like what to do. So they were actually sending me like team workouts in the wild to do and stuff like that. And uh, but obviously they're in a different scenario because they're obviously being expected to come back and play at some point. And you know, I'm kind of done for the year, and they're still trying to finish up their season. So I mean. Um, but other than that, I haven't really talked to them about like when hockey's going to be returning or development camp or anything like that. Um, only person I talk to regularly right now is just the, uh, mental strength coach from Minnesota that she's been reaching out to, uh, all the prospects and players just to check in and, uh, go through some just healthy mindsets, uh, during this tough time and just moving forward, even into hockey into the season. So, I mean, that's kind of the, uh, relationship I've been having recently with the wild, just talking to um, the player development guys and uh, just the mental strength coach. Yeah. That's good to hear that. They keep in touch with you guys over this time. So I, I was wondering that yesterday night, I'm like, I wonder if like the teams are reaching out to their prospects. Cause like their season's canceled. It's tough mindset right now. That's a good yeah. answer. I'm pumped about that. Thanks. Uh, uh, yeah. The, over this summer, obviously uh, drafted last year. What, whether you want to use the word priority or not, um, how much were you looking to, and with the communication from scouts, uh, assistant GM, GM, um, to make it a priority or at least get uh, your deal or contract, I should say, um, signed this off season or any time in the near future? Well, that was kind of that was a big thing, kind of weighing on my uh, conscience a little bit during the year. I mean, uh, I thought I was putting up some really good numbers during the season, and uh, especially getting invited to the um, the summer development camp in the summer to, to Hockey Canada, and then uh, even the uh, the camp in December for the selection camp to actually go overseas. Um, you know, I thought I was playing really well at the time, and um, uh, they were flying down their American Hockey League goalie coach to come spend some time with me during the year as well in Peterborough. So, I mean, uh, they were all showing good signs uh, that good things are going to be coming my way with the way that I was playing, and um, the amount of times that they were calling me on the phone and uh, even Bill Guerin reaching out to me after I got cut from Team Canada just to tell me that, you know, they don't view me any differently uh, now than they did uh, when I was at Team Canada. So, I mean, that was really nice to hear from him. And um, basically, uh, I didn't really get too concerned after I started hearing a lot more from them because uh, obviously being a second-round selection their last year's draft, um, I'm already going to be on a um, – I'm already going to be a little bit in their good books with uh, how high they've taken yeah. the draft. So, I mean, um, I felt pretty confident that, you know, keep playing the uh, well during the year that uh, by summertime or even by, uh, you know, the fall when the season picks back up that, you know, something might be offered in front of me. And um, obviously I'm very fortunate for, for the uh, offer this early, especially I, I don't think anybody was thinking that the season would be ended. So, um, I mean, Timing worked out good, and um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what happens next. Yeah, heck of a year, Hunter. Uh, I want to make sure, like, that's a crazy year. You deserve every signing there. That Congratulations with that. Um, Thank you. I just want to know, like, last year, draft day in Vancouver, you get selected 59th overall in the second round by the Wild. 
What was that experience like, draft day in Vancouver? Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I'd never been out to Vancouver before. I'd been out west to, to Calgary to the Team Canada headquarters a couple times uh, during the summers just for uh, selection camps there and evaluation camps. So I'd been out west a little bit, and I love it out there. I mean, Alberta is a beautiful, uh, beautiful province. And, um, I mean, being out to British Columbia after my dad was born, so, I mean, he's kind of not That's really cool. super, familiar, super familiar with the area, but, I mean, um, he had been born there, so that was kind of a cool part about that. And yeah, to get drafted um, there is pretty special. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's a beautiful city, Vancouver. I loved every minute of it. Beautiful uh, weekend I got to spend there with my family. My girlfriend was there, and um, yeah, that Friday night, of the first round, it, it took forever to get through, and um, but it was really tense. And you never know when Spencer and I went so high in the draft that yeah. I didn't know if I might be able to sneak into the the first round maybe later. But I mean. Uh, everything happens for a reason. So, I mean, I, I knew waking up on Saturday that, you know, there's going to be a good chance that my day won't be as long. And, um, you know, I didn't have to wait very long in my seat, but uh, that's, when always, that's always good. You, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like uh, when Minnesota had that pick, they had traded it from Carolina, Carolina traded it to Minnesota yeah. and uh, they weren't even on my radar to, you know, I had talked to them during the season, but uh I had no idea that it would be um, me going next. And that's why it was kind of cool. I was completely in shock when uh, they called my name. And, I mean, they've been super accommodating and super supportive ever since I've been selected to that organization. So, I mean, couldn't have worked out better. Yeah, that's great. You hear that often, too, about the team that you don't talk to is the team that takes you. So that's pretty cool. Like, it's a better story to tell when you get sit back someday when your career is over and you get to say, and I got drafted. I had no idea like I was going to go there. I feel like that makes the story that much more special. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't Minnesota, I knew St. Louis was very invested in me. I talked to St. Louis a bunch, and they had the 62 seed. And um, I remember they they were talking to my agent actually during the draft, and they were saying that we were going to use that was their first selection of the of the draft was the 62nd pick. So they were actually going to use that selection on me. Uh, if I didn't end up getting picked up by then. So, I mean, um, I kind of knew I was going to be in that range. Uh, so I, at the time when I was sitting in my seat, my agent was texting me telling me that it was either going to be St. Louis or, or New Jersey. So, I mean, um, and then Minnesota came up and it was just complete shock. Like they didn't even know. Right. So it's, uh, yeah, that- it happens, it happens super quick. And um, even after you get selected, you go down and you do all the media stuff and, it happens so quickly. It's almost like you're in a Surreal. dream and you're just, you're going through like a, be a pro mode on NHL 20 or something like that. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. Yeah. That's right on. I know I had, I'm a Reese and I are big Red Wing fans. I know we had you down going to Detroit. I did for yeah. sure. I was pumped. That would have been nice. <laughs> oh yeah. I would have. Yeah. Um, speaking with Hunter Jones of the Peterborough Peets, uh, go back to that experience uh, in BC uh, with your parents, uh, especially your dad being from there. Uh, just talk about the sacrifices that they had made throughout uh, your entire hockey career to date and uh, just what they mean to you and uh, your life around hockey. Yeah, my parents were, were a huge role and a huge piece to the puzzle when I was growing up. And I mean, they are like parents are like that for everybody's kid. And um, but I mean, at my situation was a little bit different. My mom didn't, my mom doesn't drive. She doesn't have her license. And, and my dad was the only one that was able to drive in the family. And I played hockey out of Toronto and, um, you know, my mom also had tough hours with work. She was working late a lot. And, uh, my dad had to bend around his work days to get me to hockey practice. And 
I mean, he was always racing around uh, wherever he was working at the time and then picking me up from school at three and, and, you know, racing my butt up to Toronto for five o'clock hockey practice. So it's, um, it was a lot of sacrifices they had to make and, you know, saying no to, to friends parties because I got a game that weekend or, uh, whatever the case was. I mean, they've made sacrifices up to date and, um, I've also made sacrifices, uh, whether it's, you know, can't go into high school parties or, um, not being able to hang out with friends in certain times and just, uh, just kind of like, I hate to say it sometimes, but like regular kid stuff, you, you don't yeah. like to say like, you don't like to say that because, you know, you are a regular kid, but on the same side, like you do things that, you know, regular kids don't usually experience. I mean, you tell me how many kids that get selected to the NHL and how many kids get to wear a maple leaf on their chest. It's, it's pretty uh, surreal what I'm able to do. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. And I would trade anything in for it. Um, but I mean, yeah, my parents have always been, super supportive and super accommodating to me and giving me the best, best path to success as they possibly can. And I mean, they're super proud of where I am today. And, um, I know they're, they're a little bit, um, I, it's kind of cool to see when, you know, they kind of sit back now and just kind of watch me, watch me play and watch me do it. Now that they're not as involved, like my dad doesn't have to drive me to hockey games or anything. <laughs> he just, you know, comes to the game and, and watches. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, how much uh, emotion does your family get just looking at? I've I've seen it myself. Uh, the picture of you three uh, with your Minnesota Wild jersey on and your hat at the draft does does that bring any back? I know it's only last June, but does that still bring back memories and a little bit of emotion of that day and be like, holy crap, that really did happen? Yeah, that, that was a, that was a crazy day. I mean, um, I knew my dad was going to be super emotional. My I knew my parents are going to be super emotional. Even my girlfriend was emotional. I got selected. Um, it's almost instant, right? It's almost like, um, you expect it to happen, but you can't believe it's happening. It's, it's crazy that, um, you know, that ended up happening. Uh, like it's almost like the puzzles kind of, uh, or the stars kind of aligned. I mean, my dad was obviously, uh, born in, in BC and then for me to be drafted there, it's a cool element to it. And, um, yeah, obviously it brings back so many good memories. Um, that was just an awesome day. I had a lot of family there and, uh, my coaching staff from Peterborough was there because obviously Nick Robertson got drafted to Toronto six picks before I did. So um, it was pretty fortunate for everybody who was there and involved with uh, Nick's and I's journey uh, to, to the draft. So, um, yeah, looking back on the memories, uh, you know, it's a great day. I mean, I, I always uh, never really mind going back on my phone and looking at the photos. It's always a pretty cool thing to look at. Speaking of uh, Nick Robertson, uh, did you guys run into each other when you were making the media rounds? Yep, because uh, he wasn't too far ahead of me because yeah. uh, he was just selected six picks ahead. So when I got down there, uh, he had been actually just right to my right-hand side in the media scrums. And That's his cool. media scrum was a lot bigger than mine because he's drafted to leave. A lot of the people want to hear what's going on in Toronto. They're a big uh, hockey city. So, I mean... Um, I mean, I still have a pretty big media scrum, but his was much larger. Yeah, the state of hockey. Yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, it was it was cool. We had we got to go through it all together and uh, do all the autographs and everything. So I mean, it was pretty cool to kind of be with him again for that experience. And uh, our general manager was down there from the Pete's, uh, you know, congratulating us with his kid. And uh, yeah, it was just a really cool day. With uh, Peterborough Pete's goaltender Hunter Jones, uh, Hunter, I'll go back a little bit maybe before uh, you became a member of the Peterborough Peets uh, with all, with your dad driving you to all the games and uh, you know, every kid dreams of 
playing in the NHL one day and, you know, with that uh, remark you said about the regular kid and how that's you are, but you aren't. Uh, was there ever a moment that you kind of went to yourself and said, hey, I have a real good shot to play at a high level in the OHL and then, you know, move my career on uh, into the pros, into the NHL? Yeah, that was kind of, um, yeah, I'd probably say that was two or three years before my actual uh, OHL draft season. Like, I'd been playing in Toronto, and, um, you know, I wasn't on the best team uh, growing up. I did that, well, my parents did that for a reason. They wanted me to face the most shots from one of the the best shooting, uh, uh, well, the best players, basically. You, you look at past OHL drafts, and you see that the majority of uh the Ontario Hockey League is selected from the GTHL, so I, my parents really wanted to set me up for success and be against the best players, and um, you know, have a have a. They're not driving to Toronto for nothing, right? So they wanted me to drive mm-hmm. to Toronto and you know, see a lot of pucks and develop my game as much as possible. So, um, I mean, two three seasons before my minor major draft, um, you know, I'm on the way back from hockey with my dad, and you know, I'm going through. Um, you know, kind of a tough time mentally just figuring out, like, man, like, am I any good? Like, I keep getting lit up, or, like, I might not be just a tough like, getting lit up, but I but I feel like, you know, my team's not the greatest, but we're losing a lot, man. Like, this sucks. So I'm, like, saying, like, Dad, am I any good? Because he was never really, like, um, super, like, pumping my tires growing up. He was pretty – my dad was always a pretty tough um, – like, he was, like, Coach Paul for me, and he was also – you know, he was also dad for me as well. So, I mean – um, whenever we were at the rink, he was always coach Paul and he was always pushing me to be the best I could be. And I really appreciated that. And, um, yeah, I asked him on the way home and I was like, am I actually any good? And he's like, dude, you have no idea like how good you can be. And that from basically from that point on, like I actually started believing in myself and, and then, um, same thing in my minor midget year. Um, I had my first OHL meeting with one of the OHL teams. And it was with the Guelph Storm, and they actually brought me down to the the GM's office, and they pulled one of their scouting reports out of the uh, out of their cabinet, and they read it out to me, and it was all positive things. And I'm on the second worst place team in Ontario for for minor hockey at the time, and um, you know they pull it out, and it's all positive things, and that kind of changed my whole outlook on everything. And I was just like, you got to go out there and just have fun and play, and just stop the puck, and just don't worry about. You know, the wins, losses, what your save percentage is. I'm like, they're going to pick you out of the weeds. So, um, actually, my goalie coach that I work with now, I uh, used to work with the Gulf Storm, and uh, he told me this at the time, but on, on draft day, they were trying to pick take me early, and they're like, no, 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 he'll be around, he'll be around later. And then uh, he knew by the fifth round that when Peterborough had back-to-back picks, he had actually been in contact with the Peterborough's goalie coach. And he understood that, you know, back-to-back picks in the fifth round and I'm still there, they're, they're probably going to take me. That's usually what the Peets are uh, known to do. They usually look on back-to-back picks and they'll try to squeeze a goalie in there if they like them. So um, back-to-back picks in the fifth round, and that was one of those picks. And that was that was a crazy day, too, the OHL draft. So, I mean, I know it's a long story to tell, but that's kind of how it all came about. <laughs> yeah, you get dra- yeah, you get drafted by the Peets, then you go to Stouffville for the year development. What was that like? How big was that for your development? that was huge too. I mean, obviously the, the jump from minor hockey to junior hockey is a huge jump. And, um, when I first got to junior and, um, went to my first OHL camp, I thought those shots were lasers. And then, you know, you, you play elite a year in the, uh, in the OJHL and you get used to the, the speed of it all. And, and, uh, the, 
you start seeing, you know, 20-year-old shots a little bit more and uh, they start to slow down for you, which is good. And then, uh, you know, you go back for your second year, uh, second year OHL camp and everything seems a lot slower. So, I mean, uh, it's the same thing when you progress to the NHL and, you know, when you first get drafted last year, I go in and, you know, Eric Stahl's shooting on me and it's like, whoa, that's a little bit yeah. fast and a little bit quicker. And then, you know, you get go back for a year and then you come back up this season and then, you know, they're a little bit slower. So, I mean, it's all experience and that's what I find with goalies. I mean, um, goalies have to see the puck to be able to stop it. So obviously the, if the shooter is shooting a lot of pucks and they're, in, and they're uh, getting their shot a lot quicker, uh, like off a lot quicker, it's going to be uh, a little bit of time for uh, goalies to adjust to that. So I think that's the main reason why they, they say that goalies uh, develop later is because, you know, the goalie's got to be able to adjust to the speed of the game a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, that was kind of the biggest thing for me was adjusting to the speed out of minor hockey to junior, but uh, yeah, my experience in Stouffville was great. Um, had a great, really great, really good goalie partner that kind of showed me the ropes of junior hockey, and then I uh, got some good minutes in there. And yeah, that's always key. Yeah, um, with Hunter Jones of the Peterborough Pete's, uh, your first season in Peterborough, your goaltending partner was uh, a man by the name of Dylan Wells, and of course. He had a great amount of success at the OHL level, drafted by the Oilers, uh, currently playing pro in their system. When you first got there, uh, how much of an influence did he have on you, and how much did you learn and just take in from what he had learned over his three seasons uh, with the Peets? Yeah, so Dylan and I weren't weren't the closest on the team, but I obviously watched from afar with Dylan. I mean, um, Dylan was a starting goalie, and he was able to – kind of showed me the ropes on, you know, how what it means to be a pro and, and to be a starting goalie. So, I mean, I learned a lot from him, even though that we didn't really talk much around the rink. Um, he was a pretty quiet kid to start out with, and um, he just kind of came into the rink, did his work, and then went home. So, um, for me, I mean, I got to see him and all the habits that he did around the rink to keep his body in shape, and that was the biggest thing for me that I think that I took away from him was just, you know, how to keep your body in shape for if you're going to be playing uh, you know, 55 to 60 games as a starting goalie. You know, I can't be, um, you know, eating out a lot and, uh, you know, not taking care of my body, like stretching or, you know, not getting in the ice tub after games or practices, trying to keep your body in shape um, in that way. So, I mean, uh, I learned a lot from him on that regard, and then I, I uh, implemented that into my game when I uh, became the starting goalie, and then it kind of just goes hand in hand when, uh, you know, another new kid comes in like Ty Austin and, and then he starts to, to watch me and then you see him progress over the years. Right. So, I mean, uh, it's pretty cool how, you know, you look up to guys and then you switch roles and then guys looking up to you. So you go to Peterborough. How did those square corners feel? I have to ask you that since you're the goalie of the Pete's, you got the square corners. How long did it take you to get used to that? Yeah, definitely. Um, after my first year, uh, like when I was backing up there with Dylan, uh, I kind of understood it. That was fine. Um, but I definitely say probably like one full season to kind of fully get used to it. But I mean, you still don't really know where the puck's going to go even to this day. Um, it was a lot harder with the old boards. And now that the new boards are actually in there with the new ice, yeah. uh, it's a lot more smooth uh, coming around the corners. But before it was all uh, chunky and choppy. So, I mean, you never know if it was going to hit a nick in the board or whatever and pop out weird or, or whatnot. So, I mean, now it's a smoother corners. It, it kind of comes around more naturally and you can kind of time it a little bit better, but 
uh, you got to get it along the wall, or else it's not gonna. Yeah, it's, it's trouble. Gonna be good for you. Yeah. yeah. So, to, if this is the final season with the Peets, who, what has been the best part of playing for that Peets organization? It's so iconic. You have so much alumni that have been so good for them. What was the best part about being a Pete? That's a tough question because I actually had this, the same question with the the president of the team. He reached out to me after oh. I signed, <laughs> and. Um, I, I didn't know what to really say. I mean, I, I just, I, I honestly just said thank you because, you know, there's so many great memories that I've had with yeah. this Peace organization and, you know, they're one of a kind and, and they leave such a lasting impression on players because of how they run the organization. And just like you said, like the history there and, uh, you know, how they treat their players and how they prepare them for pro hockey after they're done there. And I can genuinely see that now, if this is my last season, that, um, you know, how they've prepared me and how they've developed me over the years. And, and just even uh, coming into the team as a 17-year-old and then, you know, graduating as a 19-year-old and, and possibly like a 20-year-old and just how I've evolved as a human and, and, and been more more mature as, a, as I've progressed through the system. So, I mean, um, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to have played. I don't think I would have wanted to play for anybody else in the OHL. I mean, they were such a welcoming organization for me. The community was unbelievable. I mean, um, it's an older community, but they're they're loud when they want to be, and yeah. and uh, they were always loud for me and and for our and for our teams. So I mean, I really appreciated everything they did for me. And um, no, there's there's so many things I can name off, but yeah, that game. I remember after the trade deadline when you guys got a keel. I mean. That game against Oshawa, to see that arena just packed like that, it felt like a playoff game in the middle of January, which was nice to see that in Peterborough because it's such a good organization. Yeah, I mean, getting a kill at the deadline, that was huge for us. I mean, uh, after scoring that golden goal, every time we yeah. went to somebody else's barn, uh, and we named us, when they name off, yeah, you name off the uh, the starting lineup, everybody was cheering for a kill no matter uh, he was no matter what team he was playing for. So that yeah. was cool for him. Yeah, we were at his last night in Niagara when they honored him. And I remember like when he was in the press box, it was even like a cool moment, like Akil Thomas is here, like and that was yeah. pretty neat. I mean, did you guys have any nicknames for him after scoring that around the room? No, he, we just call him Keeler. I mean, everybody uh we don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't know if it's just me or uh, but I get ripped on a lot for uh, how much Team Canada, how much Team Canada stuff I own. So I mean, usually if you go there, you don't like to wear, you don't like to flaunt it around yeah. too much because the guys will rip you for it. Even like the Minnesota <laughs> stuff, the guys like they let you hear it. So I mean, um, try to wear as much team apparel as you can. <laughs> who's that? Who's that guy in the Pete's room that just lets you know it there when you step out of line? Like the guy that's always into something, like the rat of the team, like always chirping guys. It's always an interesting oh, like, question to hear. Like the guy that always calls everybody out. Yeah. Just, yeah. Every That's team has probably, that guy. I mean, it's different for, for different guys, but uh, I mean, for me, it was a lot of, I'm, I'm from the same town as John Parker. Jones. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Still, we still hang, we, yeah, we still hang out. So, I mean, uh, he would always let me know if, uh, if something was <laughs> on his mind or <laughs> we got to get even, him on uh, next week. <laughs> yeah, even, follow even, up. Uh, even uh, Matt McNamara too. Him and Matt yeah. McNamara would go hand in hand with each other for ripping me. So those guys <laughs> like to let me hear it. We got to get them on next week. We'll have a show between the two of them there, just debate about who chirps better. Yeah, <laughs> take I'll it easy on them. 
<laughs> That's funny. Um, Hunter, obviously the way the season ended, not what you wanted and possibly uh, your last season in Peterborough. After the whole trade deadline event went on and uh, Thomas came in and the acquisitions you guys made, uh, trading away Butler as well, uh, how much confidence was in your room that you had a real opportunity to bring home an OHL championship uh, uh, to Peterborough and represent uh, the O in the Mem Cup? Yeah, you're breaking my heart saying all that. <laughs> oh, we're heartbroken too. Yeah, we miss it. Yeah. We got an update about training camp and we're upset. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, after we got a kill and um, it's just, it was all, it was just, yeah, it, it's disappointing even to talk about after, uh, you know, the group that we had and the unity that we had. And I remember coming back from one of the games that we got spanked, right? Like we were in a little bit, a bit of a slump and, it was like one o'clock in the morning and we all gathered upstairs and just the room, just the players just got yeah. sat in a circle and we went through uh, just everybody's role. And like, that was like the one time that I've been a part of a team where I thought, man, this is like a family. Like, this is like a brotherhood of like guys that want to win. Yeah. And like, like, and it just sucks that uh, when I had to, Play, it was the day the day that the season got canceled. We were supposed to play the Sudbury Wolves, and I went down yeah. for my pregame nap, not knowing if I actually was going to play. And then I woke up to text messages from the team saying that no game, come to the rink at this time, golf shirt, dress pants. I'm like, ah, oh, great. Yeah, so I'm, sitting in, I'm sitting in the room with my coffee, and um, everybody else is kind of in the back in the lounge. And in the back of my head, I'm like, this is it. I'm like, this is how the season ends. And, like, I didn't want to believe that because everybody would come into the room and like, why are you in here, Jonesy? You're all by yourself. And, like, they're all like, oh, it's just sick. Like, we get a little bit of a break. I'm like, well, what if this isn't a break? Yeah. I'm like, what if this is actually, like, going to be the end of it for us? And no one really thought about that. They're like, no, nah, we'll be all right. And then, sure, sure enough, like, a part of me sitting in my stall there was just like, man, that morning skate that I went for was going to be the last time we get to be on the ice with these guys. Yeah, that's always tough. Yeah. We'll get to the next one. Uh, shout out or uh, shout out hunger. It's a great, uh, great job, man. Like I think that's a great cause for you to do. Uh, what made you think of a uh, shout out hunger in the hometown of Brantford? That is. Yeah, it kind of came together um, in my draft year. My dad and I were just on the phone one night, and he said, "You know, around Christmas time, if you're going to be home, like, um, which I was, so I was invited to the camp last year, so." Um, he just said, do you want to do something like around the community? And I said, well, what do you have in mind? And he's like, well, these public skates, we can get a public skate. Like we can get by the, by the ice, the public skate, and then just hold like a food drive for the food bank. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. So then yeah. we kind of sat around and came up with a name for it. And I'm like, shut up hunger. That's, that's simple enough. And um, it's already like my Twitter handle. So it'd be funny. So mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically we just went to work on that and then I asked uh, John Parker Jones if he'd help out and then uh, some close friends, uh, Margaret Jakovievich and uh, Emily Rickwood, um, Holden Whale, and then even Max Callens helped out this year from Kingston. So yeah. a whole bunch of guys wanted to help out and um, it's great. I mean, I always I always liked doing the community events. It's cool seeing the kids come up to you and they want your little autograph on wherever and um yeah, I mean, it's always good giving back to the community. I, I like doing it in Peterborough a lot. I mean, it helps build your fan base. And, um, I mean, they like seeing what kind of person you are, too, especially 
you know, when they see you in that all, yeah, you know, they only see you in that all the time. So I mean, mm. when they see you without your helmet on, they see how ugly you are, and they see how. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember a funny story uh, of Ben Jones, obviously, with the Chicago Wolves, now former Ice Dogs captain. I remember he said, well, I was talking to his parents after one game, and he said that they said that his ears were so big that they thought the hockey helmet would help to flatten his ears, make him less ugly, and he'd have the cage on so people wouldn't see him. And I don't know, I just always thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also asked a number of goaltenders this um, what made you want to get in front of rubber discs and stop them with your body? Uh, yeah, so I, I, I started out as a defenseman when I was younger. Um, and then I, my dad was a goaltender as well when he played. And um, I was just playing house league at the time. And um, the goalie that I was playing wanted to play forward. So he asked the team if anybody wanted to be goalie one more time before he was uh, you know, goalie the rest of his life. So uh, I looked up at my dad, I was tying my skates in the room and said, can I go? And he's like, are you sure? And I said, yeah. So I, I went in the net, got absolutely bombed and didn't do well at all. <laughs> I got shelled in the net and then um, sitting in the drive-thru on the way home from in, in, uh, from the rink in, at McDonald's and getting some ice cream. And I look at my dad and I'm like, do you think I could be a goalie? And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, if, if you want to be a goalie one year from now, um, you know, We'll, we'll make the switch full time. So I played defense for another year, and then on that day, I said, "Can I be a goalie?" And he said, "Sure." And then um, from basically that day never on, I got back. the goalie gear and never yeah. went back. Yeah, I think it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Like, quick one for that. Uh, do you have any advice for younger goalies coming up through the minor hockey systems? You know, a lot of kids will look up to you, right? And any advice for those younger goalies coming up? Um. I think if you're really young, it's a more about, it's like, if you're really young, I think it's a lot about having fun. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is just enjoying the position, having fun with your friends when you're really young and, you know, learning the game and just understanding how it, it all works. And then when you start to get older and, you know, nearing your draft season, really put in the work. I think that's the, the biggest thing is that a lot of goalies that, you know, may not believe that they're good or even if, you know, people are telling them that they're good, it's just that, you know, they're not putting enough work in and that, um, and maybe you you think you're putting enough work in, but the next guy might be putting more. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is just that hunger to always get better. And, I mean, I'm not saying you have to train 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but, I mean, um, do something every day that makes you a little bit better, whether that's, you know, watching video or uh, watching an NHL game with your parents and just watching the goalies and how they move and, um, you know, go for runs, um, do yoga. Like, just do something every day that'll – that'll make you a little bit better than the next guy beside you because the other day it's going to be, there's only one net and you got to earn that net wherever you go. So, I mean, um, young goalies just have fun and enjoy the process. I mean, it's a great time coming through minor hockey and even junior hockey. So just enjoy it. And that's the biggest thing for me is just have fun and work hard. All right. So quick last question here. We, uh, you get, you go to the wild development camp. Do you have any, uh, connections or bonds now with any players in the wild uh, organization fellow prospects uh well, prospects for sure i mean uh you hang around them the most with development camp um i mean the goalies i'm always tight with the goalies i like to talk to the goalies and be very uh personable with those guys uh even if it's the nhl guys i mean i love i love talking to dubnik and Stalock. i mean alex Stalock yeah. talked to me a, a lot uh at camp because of 
um, you know, I was sitting right beside Staylock, so I was just well, like having on. the time. I was just having a time talking to him, and I remember the one nice time we were on together. He's like, "Man, if I moved like you and you were nineteen when I was nineteen, I'd be playing in the show way before I was." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's kind of sick to hear from like." Yeah, for Staylock. sure. <laughs> and so, but uh, yeah, the prospects were usually pretty tight because um, we we're all trying to we all have the same goal, and we'll be playing in the minors together. Um, probably before we play in the, uh, the NHL. So, I mean, um, but yeah, being a goalie, I just like to hang out with the goalies a lot. <laughs> so a quick follow-up, was that your welcome to like the NHL slash organization moment with Alex Daylock or is it another one? Uh, my, probably my, my first welcome was from Jared Spurgeon. Um, oh, I actually cool. didn't know who, I actually didn't actually know who he was until <laughs> I elite, elite prospected him after. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? You get the tax, like, who is this? I was oh. just like, I, I knew he played in the NHL. Yeah. So like, he's, he's well dressed and he looks nice. And I'm like, this guy looks like a hockey player and he looks mm-hmm. like he plays in the show. So, like, um, he comes up to me and I wasn't really too familiar with like the Minnesota wild, like forwards defensemen. Like I knew who they had in their goaltenders, but I was just like, I don't even know who their best goal scorer is besides like Eric Stahl and like Eric Stahl. Like, That's they, another yeah. good one to me too. Eric yeah. Cause Stahl. they traded away Zucker. So, I mean, yeah. So I was just like, okay. So like, I kind of know the organization, but they're like, I didn't really follow them growing up. So I uh, get to training camp and I see that he's talking with, Bill Guerin and I'm like okay so um I'm gonna just head to my dry stall and sure enough he comes in right after me and and then he goes hey man I'm Jared and I'm like hey Hunter and I'm like oh that's Jared Spurgeon that's kind of sick yeah, <laughs> and then I'm he's like welcome to the wild bro like, you're you're drafting in the second round and I was like he like knew like who I was and I was like that's wow. kind of cool too I was like yeah, yeah. I was like congrats man I'm like you got a. He's like you got a bright future. I'm like that's awesome to hear. And then I found out the same day he signed his new contract for about fifty million dollars. So it's pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome, Hunter. Uh, we really appreciate this. Uh, NHL prospects usually don't have a whole lot of free time. Obviously, right now a lot of people have a lot of free time. But uh, yeah. Hunter, we re- really appreciate you yeah, doing thanks, this, eh? and uh, uh, the best of luck to you uh, moving forward. And I guarantee 100% you'll uh, you'll be in a wild uniform within yeah, the next sure. two, three years. Yeah, for sure. Spurgeon's right about that. Great great job this year as well. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate that. That was Hunter Jones, the man behind the mask for the Peterborough Peets. Hopefully we get to watch him another year in the OHL. That would be pretty nice. Uh, I mean, he's pretty good. So Yeah, he's, he was our vote. He was in our top three for top goalie in the OHL as well last year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, him, Andre, Brochu. Um, we had you know, Dawes a number of names. Well. Ingham, Dawes. Like yeah, yeah. Hunter Jones definitely. I mean, I think Peterborough was really a, in my opinion, they were a sleeper because everyone was. Oh, Ottawa's going. He but, wins games though for yeah. you. He won so many games for the Peets. I mean, yep. that Peterborough team was good, but yeah, having but, Hunter Jones to back you up. Yeah, goaltender still wins, and he's yeah, definitely. For won. sure. Yeah, he's an elite goaltender in the Ontario Hockey League, for sure. Yeah, I was just thinking when we were uh, having that chat about uh, shutout hunger uh, in the city of Brantford and his Twitter handle being shut out, I was kind of thinking, oh, well, you know. You know what a shutout is. You've gotten a few in your uh, in your career, so that's kind of fitting. And uh, yeah, again, a huge thanks to Hunter Jones for joining us. Um, we've just got a little bit time left in this week's show, and of course, as we always wrap it up, well, for the last four or five weeks, I guess our all name bracket, the final two matchups of oh. 
round one. Yeah, and then one. the serious business gets going. Although I'm upset about one of the losers from last week. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, but oh well. anyways, we'll get into oh that well. next segment. You know, uh, I'm not rattled about it, eh? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good name. Oh, the only thing I forgot to ask, Hunter, was about the shootout. Do you want to shoot out the Beaver oh, Bennington? Dang! <laughs> Crap! <laughs> that have been sweet. We got so caught in his great stories. Yeah, I mean, stories are the best part about the player interviews as well. Like, yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. It was great to have him on. Nice for him to take the time and come yep. on. I mean, it's nice during this time. Yeah, like like I said, like n- not a lot of people have a lot going on right now. But again, it's such a pleasure to have an NHL prospect on the show. Yeah, so. that was great. Um, yeah, all right. The all-name team coming up next right here on the Owen 60. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney with Colin Ward. Again, a huge thank you to Hunter Jones for joining us on the program. Yeah, definition of a beauty. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Yep. Um, so now the OHL has announced their Red Tilson Trophy finalists for this year. That's one player from every team who is uh, nominated for OHL Player of the Year. If you have not seen it yet, it's up, of course, on OntarioHockeyLeague.com. But uh, we're going to go through them, give our top three, five. What are we going to do? It's tough to pick. Yeah, it really is. I might. I'm going to go in. With, I'm going to go in with the intentions of three, but okay. I'm probably going to go five. All so right. Five. So we'll <laughs> call it our top five um, best chances to win the uh, OHL Player of the Year. And yeah, uh, Colin, is... I'll defer to you. You can go first. Okay. You got is... the notepad out, the pen. You look pretty yeah, serious. Yeah, writing it down as we go. Start off at one. Yeah, it's too hard to start off at five for me. I think. All these guys, all yeah, these guys, I know. all these guys are great. Yeah, like, they're all. Everyone on this list is big. We, I know we had some talks off air. Like we think, I mean, there could be a couple other guys in that spot over this guy, but nevertheless, they had a great year. So my number one, from the Peterbilt Pete's, Nick Robertson. You score Ooh. fifty. Yep, yeah, you score fifty goals. Have a big year, and he s- scored so many big goals for that Peterbilt team this year. I go Nick Robertson one. Uh, Marco Rossi, too, just because he played every situation for the 67s. Great two-way player. There's no way he goes eighth overall. Come on, Botton. So there's no <laughs> way he goes there. Well, in his mock he, draft, me, he wasn't eighth. To me, yeah, save himself. <laughs> to me, I take him at four. If our wings drop down to four, I'd be happy with that pick. Heck, I want all OHL guys on my team. Well, yeah. So Rossi, too. Three, this where it gets interesting because you got like three guys there, but three I might go off the board for you. That's okay. gonna catch you off guard. All right, it's not really off guard, but title Andrea. That Ooh. that Flint team was a wagon. They had a great year. Title Andrea is my third option. He was so big for that Flint team. Him and Oxen Tuke as well. And McCourt. Those other guys. And they, well, I mean they're goaltenders too. They had big years, but Delandria is three. Four for me is Liam Foodie. I mean, he's another one a lot like Rossi. Plays every single yep. different role for your team. Mm-hmm. That's what he did for London. He killed penalties. He ran their power play. So Liam Foodie to me is four. My fifth and final option, this is hard because he got like... Yeah, obvious, I know. 
I got like six guys in that spot I could pick. Now I'm going to go Phil Tomasino going to Oshawa. I like Tomasino. I think we've been saying this all year since he got traded. He's their future captain. He's got that swagger about him yeah. that, ma- that makes him a leader. And if he gets sent back to the Oshawa Generals next season, he will be their captain, I believe. So those are my top five uh, for the right. award. Uh, They're a solid five. Yeah. Rob- Again, it's anyone. Robertson, can- Rossi. Yeah. I mean, he could flip a coin flip for those, those guys. Yeah. I actually do have them flipped. You had Robertson one. I got Rossi one. I just think he did it all. Um, again, being a draft eligible player this year, it's, you know, a lot of people don't expect those players to lead the league in scoring. And he did, obviously. So that's why I'm putting him at the top. Nick Robertson for me, number two. Again, without him, without Hunter Jones, without Akil Thomas, without Parker Jones, without Durga Chintz. Without all those guys, because they're all good. Throw Chisholm Chisholm, Yeah, exactly. Without Paquette, you know, throw a bunch of names out there. Um, They wouldn't be where they are, and Robertson is a very special player. He'll be an elite forward in the NHL one day with the Leafs, or if the Leafs decide to trade him again for a Phil Kessel player, you never know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Insider. For the oh yeah, pe- the people's insider. I'm I'm going calling off history. OHL. We're calling OHL clubs next year at the trade deadline. Hey, want to hook the insider up? People know, right? insider when their caller ID shows up. The people people's insider. insider. <laughs> oh god, the people's champ after this. <laughs> oh yeah, we are the champs. Um. So yeah, uh, Robertson, easy Rossi. Those are easy one two. Number three, I'm going Arthur Kaliev. Yeah. I mean, you know, shortened yeah. season, I, you know, this might be biased. I'm from Brantford. I cover the Bulldogs. But um, to me, he was just on another level, not on it. Obviously, on his team, you know, Yannick was so up really there. He really picked his game up. Yeah, he really, you have to. And any top player probably would have when a guy like uh, Yannick goes down. But Kaliev really put himself on another planet when it came to making plays and scoring and, you know, racking up points. And again, it's. Sucks he didn't get to 100. He was two points away, finished with 98 points. But um, for me, I think he just put the Bulldogs on his back, and that's why I'm going to put him at number three. They finished seventh in the East, which I think they should have been higher. They probably would have been if Unique uh, hadn't gotten injured. But I'm going to go Cali of three. Number four, I'm having trouble putting number four because I have a five, but I can't decide a number four. It's weird. I don't know why. Yeah. This might be a big debate here. Yeah, I (laughs) have. This might be a debate. I might. It's be- it's between three guys. It's between uh, Perfetti, Tomasino, and Foodie. That was mine. It's between that was those mine. three for that four. That was mine for four, five, and six. I had like six guys there. Yeah. We'll name them off after to like the list from each team. Yeah. But. I don't know. I th- Perfetti had such a big year. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Perfetti. Tomasino, but I mean, Tomasino and Foodie played like huge roles. Yeah. And Foodie getting the emergency call up with uh, Columbus helped him a yeah, ton. That's not in the OHL. Yeah, but that helped a ton. Yeah, that's true. He came back and lit it up. Uh, then that yeah. glass, Sally. You really going to trade on the glass, Sally? I guess. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's not up to me. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going Perfetti. I, I, yeah. I don't mind. The guy's small, but he looks big. S- smooth. He makes yeah. points. Yeah, he's he's a one of those guys. Play- small guy, but he's a big player. Yeah, Rossi's kind of like that, too. Like, Yeah. It's like. I didn't know they're that small because on the ice they look so much bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you stand next to them and you're like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. It's like goalies too. They got all the equipment on. Yeah. Like last year, Stephen Dillon, he's a twig. 
<laughs> like he's so there's skinny. so many guys though now in the league that aren't like big muscular guys. Like it's not like how it was. Most of the players now are just tall, skinny. Like yep, they're not big muscle bound guys. They're just tall, skinny, and good shape. Yeah. Um, five. I'm going Jacob Ingham. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Just signed his entry-level deal with the Kings. Yeah. Um, so a huge shout-out to him for signing. Saturday or Friday or Saturday did he sign? Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Sa- yeah, Saturday morning because I woke up to it all over Twitter and Instagram. I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah, the really throwing it in our faces. But April well, 18th. Well, yeah. 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 Doing some math. <laughs> a couple days, few days ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like Kaliev. He put the Ranger like if it wasn't for him, the Rangers aren't where they were. They were not in the top four. Guelph would have been ahead of them, I think, if it wasn't for Jacob Ingham. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think not an obvious choice for fifth because all these people could, all these players are just phenomenal. There is one though that I think that could have been switched up. I don't know whether we should debate that on here or not. Um, but uh, another guy who just signed. If you mentioned it, if you mentioned it, I'm debating. <laughs> yeah. Because I said this right away. You know what? Can I do it? Okay. All right. Is it with Owen Sound? Yeah, it's with Owen Sound. Sergey Popov had a great year. Great yep, year. He did. Aiden Dudas. I mean, that's not the guy I was going to yeah, say. But, yeah, I know, but you knew I was going to say that. I he, know. He was the best player I saw all year. I that's the first non-effect that went against me. That just smacked the me right in the face. <laughs> that smacked me right in the face. Captain Obvious key to the week did not happen this week. Now that's unfortunate. I wrote it What's down. our captain? We'll get to that later. Yeah, we had um, one. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, my guy's Brady Lyle just signed an Solid AHL year. deal with Providence. Solid, Solid year, but Aiden Dudas can't like. He had a good year last year, and you knew what you were gonna get from him. Yeah, but this year he's one of those guys, a lot like Kaliev, where it took like the two steps forward over mm-hmm. the hump to be like an elite level talked about prospect now in the NHL. Yeah, and Aiden Dudas, <laughs> another Kings prospect. Yeah, that Kings. Uh, Man, they're gonna win pipeline. three cups. They're gonna be in Chicago they'll be like in how they five were a couple years. years ago. They'll be they'll win the two like how they did before. Yeah, with like quick, but then Ingham watch comes them up. beat the Devils and Rangers again. That would be hilarious. Be cool. Yeah. The Devils got to get good. They they can't. They're wow. The, they're the Edmonton. No, they're the Edmonton Oilers. They, they'd be good if they had Hunter the Jones. East. Yeah, they should take him. Oh well. That was interesting that he mentioned that the couple teams that were interested. Yeah, I in like him. that. There's so many guys that have like draft stories. Yeah. Because like a lot of times a team that picks you is a team that never talked to you. I mean, like yeah. Mo Sider. Mo Sider, the Wings never talked to him once. Yeah. And then he gets picked, and then they see the shock on draft night. Well, he wasn't projected to go sixth overall, but yeah. He well, is it's, a, it's like that more than six. Now. It's like that one Habs fan that went viral after they picked Kotkaniemi ahead of Zadina. Took Zadina. <laughs> that was that she was took awesome. the chalk. Yeah, true. That's bizarre. Yep. Not to take him. Yep. Anyways, that's our five uh, pit, top five picks. Anyways, go obviously all quick. twenty guys. Yeah. Um, what was your list again? I can go, no through the most outstanding uh, player of the year from each team. Oh, I can go through it quick. Yeah, sure. Why not? Barry Colts. We got Tyson Forrester. Iriotters. We got Maxime Golod. Flint Firebirds. We got Ty Delandria. Guelph Storm. We got Cam Hillis. Another great Ooh, year for him. I liked there? him. No, I like no. Cam Hillis. Yeah. Cam Hillis is a leader. Nico Dawes had a great year. Yeah. But you could also put uh, Goglev in there as well. Yeah. If you have the Dawes thing. Yeah, that's true. So Cam Hillis, great spot for him. I like that. He's the best player on the ice in our featured game. Also, yeah, I should have yeah, mentioned yeah, that yeah. Hunter Jones was one of our first MVPs of the featured game. I'm going to look that up right now. 
as I'm, I'll read through this. Yep. Uh, Kingston Frontenac, Shane Wright, where we said if they, have, if Kingston has five more wins, Shane Wright wins this award as a 15 slash 16 year old. Yeah, That's we insane. talked about that. Yeah, uh, if, was it Friday? I think we did. Talked yeah, Thursday or Friday, something like that. Yeah, when, it, when this first came out. Yeah, if yeah. They like if they win five more games, he for sure wins this award. Yep. Uh, Kitchener Rangers, Jacob Ingham, London Knights, Liam Foodie, Mich- uh, Mississauga Steelheads, Cole Schwint, Niagara. We just signed a deal too with the Panthers. Cole Schwint. Hey, good one. I'm not reading the signings. I'm just reading the list. Yeah, that's fine. That's a no, good one. I just thought I'd throw it because these happened yeah, within the last week. So That's good. Uh, Niagara Ice Dogs, Ivan Lotnia. Wild Prospect 2. Yeah, hey, we should, wonder, we should ask him about that. Him and Ivan have a... Yeah, that would have been interesting. Ivan's a fun guy. Yeah, he's very energetic. Yeah. Uh, North Bay Battalions, Luke Moncada. Oshawa Generals, Philip Tomasino. Ottawa 67s, Marco Rossi. Owen Sound Attack, Sergey Popoff. Peterborough Peets, Nick Robertson, Saginaw Spirit, Cole Perfetti, Sarnia Sting, Sean Josling, Sue Greyhounds, Rory Kearns, uh, Sudbury Wolves, Quinton Byfield, Windsor Spitfires, Connor Cochran. Those are all 20. Yeah. Well, are we going to post our top five, who we think? Should we put that on Twitter or somewhere or no? We'll do it, at, we'll do it later on this week because of the player poll. Oh, yeah. Which we'll get to you. Next? Yeah, that'll be... I thought we were doing that next week. The player poll? Yeah, I thought we switched that. Because we didn't have Hunter Jones a week ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll do the name bracket then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have to. By the way, Hunter Jones, game MVP number three, when he shut out the Flint Firebirds. And that started the Flint streak. Because I remember Yeah, that that was the last game they lost for a while. We refused to do Firebirds games now after that. Because, like, they were on a roll. I remember they won, like, three or four in a row. And then they lost that game. Like, yeah, we're done. Then they went on, like, a 12-game winning streak. Yeah. I remember that. But Hunter played unreal that game. That game and the game against London. I believe their teddy bear toss night when the goal was an own goal, I believe. That was probably probably one of the better games. I've saw a goalie play all year, mm-hmm. but that Flint game as well, he owned like he dominated in there. Yeah, because I remember the um, the Peterborough Peets, their first game of the year was at Budweiser Gardens. Yeah, that was a wild one. The game in December though was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Hunter Jones stands on his head always. Yeah. So, all right uh, to the all name bracket, and I just closed Instagram for some reason. Oh, I do that all the time. And then I'm go. like, what did I just do? Yeah, you're you've got it open, you're ready to go, and then you close it. Yeah, that's and you're like, minute. I'm stupid. But whatever. Yeah, um matchup number one saw Stuart Roloffs of the London Knights go up against Sarnia's Joseph Mack. Stuart Roloffs wins this matchup. Sixty seven percent to thirty three percent and I'm kind of mad Joseph Mack didn't move on because yeah. I love that name. That's such a great name. Yeah, it's a good name. It's like I a mean, Mack truck coming at you. That could be, though, the bust of the bracket. It might be. The early the early the upset. Su- the upset? Yeah, yeah the early upset of the bracket. That could honestly be. Where, where's your odds guy? <laughs> and yeah, we got to do it. That's Kitch. We got to get Heading him on. Heading into the second round. Yeah, we got to get him on. Like, Kitch, come on. Get on here. Yeah. Yeah, but. 
Just give him a call now. We'll give you that. We'll post an updated graphic after round one. When uh, when this week's over, we'll post it up on our Instagram and Twitter at the Own 60 Podcast of uh, what the bracket looks like heading into round two. So we'll have that going for you. Sweet. And then matchup number two, DJ King takes down Billy Constantino, 57% to 43%. And that was a tough one for us. I, I voted King. I think you went King as well. Yeah, I went King too. So King's moving on. Yeah. He's um, our favorite. In that matchup anyways. Yeah, and we thought he was a second round guy that could get knocked out in the second. Yep. Yeah, and then the season got canceled and he had to... Um, wait, who are we talking? King? Yeah. I got lost for a second. That was DJ a blonde King. moment. Holy crap. I totally oh. zoned out. Man. That was embarrassing. We're riding high. That was a big... Jeez. That was a big interview for us. Yeah. That was great of him to come on, take the time like that. Um, so this week's matchup, the final matchup of round number one, Kitchener's Arbor Jackeye taking yeah. on Austin Swankler oh, of the Erie Otters. That's a tough one. That's a good matchup. Damn. It might be tied again, like Piroin and Ranger. We might be going OT. We might be going OT. Yeah. We might go double overtime. That'd be cool <laughs> if we went double OT. But That'd be sick. Yeah, they're week man. two. Or uh, week fives. Who do you got? Jackeye, Swankler. I'm going Swankler. Arbor Jackeye, the way it's spelt is just insane. I feel like Jackeye's going to win, though, because of the way it's spelled. Yeah. But I'm going to go Swankler, dude. Yeah, I'm a big Austin Swankler fan. Yeah, I'm going Swankler. Nice name. Uh, and then up again. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. It's changed. <laughs> Times have changed. And then... I uh, think Back Road's home now. Yeah. It's peaceful. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. People just uh, can't drive. That's very true. Been, it was better this week. We'll get a traffic report after this. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, yeah, so our second matchup of the week, Flint's Vladislav Kolyachonik taking yep. on Owen Sounds, Igor Chibakov or Chibakov. Oh, what one's going to be harder to spell on Instagram? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that's tough. That's why on our that's polls, a, that's, that's why on our polls we have to put underneath, like, their real names. Yeah. The other one is I did the, I did the Guelph, uh, yeah. the Guelph uh, thing there right, with the hat, the baseball, the Guelph Royals thing. Is oh, Tristan like Denny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. I was just accidentally doing the Guelph move there. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those matchups will be up on our I'm, Instagram story at the Own Sixty Podcast. I'm going. Man, that's tough. I'm going Chibakov or Chibakov. Jeez. Yeah. I'm going Flint. Oh. I'm a big Flint guy. You the are. Tie, and the tie goes to the team. The tie goes to the team. Like the tie of the names goes to the team. So that's how I'm going Flint. What do you mean goes to the team? What does that mean? The player's team. What a player team. So I'm going Flint. I like Flint's year. So I gotta go with them. That's the tiebreaker <laughs> for me. It is what <laughs> for me. It is. You want me to is diagnose that, the, is that? that? Is that our shootout? We post overtime, like so. Then we post OT. another matchup again for OT. Is that our? Is that our shootout? The higher seed wins. Yeah, that's our double overtime. Play, <laughs> it's playoffs, Reese. It's playoffs. We're talking yeah, playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Talking playoffs, not the regular season. Not the regular season. We're talking playoffs, Allen Iverson. And there's no runners, so we don't have to worry about that tie. 
Yeah, didn't we debate that last week? We did, the first 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah, that drivers. Give a quick uh, traffic report on the way in? Yeah, on so, the way in, it was... Uh, <laughs> I love this new segment. It was Summer it was report. crap. The way in, I, it, was it was a lot busier than it should have yeah, been. Yeah, it was It was busy. nice out, but... And people were below the speed limit this week. Last week yeah. was way over. Last week was way over. This week was below. It was a Sunday drive. Yeah, well, th- there was one <laughs> moment that I was like, bud, what are you doing? Settle down. Same. That's like, why I like that too. Where are road. you going in such a hurry? Nothing's open. Yeah. Well, yeah. grocery stores are. That's but. what bugs me now, too. Yeah, I catch a grocery store, stand in line for a half yeah, hour. Yeah, like. Get delivery. But, not delivery. Just go there, sit in your car, they pick it up. Yeah. Listen well, to the show two weeks ago, the draft episode, Daryl Smart. Yeah. Geography me. guy. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know when you get on the link from the highway? Yeah. I'm talking the Lincoln Memorial Alexander. Yeah. Where there's a Costco and a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm a country guy. I know what I'm doing. I know roads. Okay. I know oh, back roads. Sorry. Uh, anyways, so... Obviously, I'm on it, taking it to uh, to the studio. Obviously, and uh, two cars behind me. There's this white. Was it was it a Toyota, Toyota or Honda? I can't remember. I didn't really care to remember, anyways. But anyways, so I'm switching because you have to switch lanes once you get into that stupid mess of lane switching. I don't like that. That's, That's tough. There's a blind That's so spot. Stupid. Stuck as a blind spot when it turns. There's yep. a blind spot. Yeah, you gotta check your blind spot. Or when you and another car are coming up right next to each other, and the moron coming from uh, the bottom of the mountain doesn't move over or speed up or slow down. That really yeah, makes me like mad. That. Too. Yeah, I don't like that. But share the road. I mean, I probably go a little bit faster than I should on the on the on, on ramp, but oh well. Yeah. yeah. There's no cars around. You live, you learn. But so yeah, I'm in the right lane coming off, going straight, another three exits or four exits to Upper Wentworth. And this guy in the Toyota or Honda or whatever car, I know it was white, even though I'm colorblind. <laughs> it was white. Um there's a car beside me too in the left lane. We were kind of just like right next to each other. The guy comes speeding up. Like I don't you know, like you, know that. you see those like, videos you know where just people to. like smash into the yeah, back. You know it was that guy. That happened last week too when we were going on. We were leaving. Yeah, it yeah, did. We had the train going out of town. We had the Red Wing train. If you ever see, <laughs> I have an Ice Dogs plate though. <laughs> I have a Red Wing. If you ever see a Red Wing plate around Hamilton, the link, like between Brantford, uh, Brantford, Brant County. Yeah, if you ever see that on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, coming yeah. to the studio, that's me. Yep, Red Wings. <laughs> You'll know it. Everyone knows our vehicles now. Yeah, I know. Red Wings Ice Dogs. You want to give them our license plates too? <laughs> I don't even it. know mine. <laughs> I don't know it either. You go to the border and it's like, um, you lock the jacket, bud. Check the camera. I was going to say, just look. Just look. <laughs> like, I know the first, I know the letters. I just don't know the last three numbers. I. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, oh well. I'll check the check. We'll figure there. it out. Yeah. Anyways, I should that's it for it. week 18. Yeah. What a ramble. We actually ended our show like we started last week. I know, eh? <laughs> I love Flip it. the switch. Flip the, yeah, maybe I like next it. week will be in the middle. It'll be an off-topic <laughs> question. I'll start talking about traffic report. Yeah. Oh, well. I like the traffic report, though. People got to learn how to drive because people yeah. that drive like over the speed limit like last week, that's what. And like going out like normal places. Yep. That's why we're still in quarantine. Yeah. What, what What's the captain obvious key to the key to the week? We've got about a minute. Ooh, that's a tough one, though. I got to think quick. Come on. Yeah. It's tough. Captain Obvious Key of the Week. The New Jersey Devils should have took Hunter Jones. Ooh. I like that. 
because they definitely pi- they definitely picked before Minnesota. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, they had the first overall pick. The Detroit Red Wings should have. We should. Yeah, we should. That bugs me. We I'm need not gonna goalies sleep badly. Tonight, yeah. I'm need, not gonna sleep tonight. Yeah, we need a lot of goalies. If you DM me on Twitter, Instagram, I'll be up talking. Yeah. You want to talk hockey? Caden Fulcher is probably a solid. Yeah, Petruzzelli. Three, four years away. Yeah, Petruzzelli. Yeah, Philip Larson's Larson. probably our hope for two years. We hope. Yeah. I mean, you see those questions on the athletic, like the polls about like mm-hmm. who's the guy, like when they're gonna compete and stuff. But I mean, you need a goalie to compete. Yeah, you need two solid goalies as well. Yeah, look at Flint. Look at Toronto. They couldn't find a backup yeah. forever. Yeah, I know. But they can't find whatever. defense. All right. What a week. <sighs> Yeah, we're done. Again, thanks to Hunter Jones for joining us. Uh, yeah, thanks, Hunter. Really appreciate that. Uh, we got to our all-name bracket. We got to uh, our Twitter polls. And, again, you can find all of those at our Twitter and Instagram at the Owen60 Podcast. We've got everything up there for you and maybe something else in the works. We're having chats with people. so Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Yep. Week 18's in the books. They're going to play the Wings goal song. Yeah. Hey, now. We'll do that now. Thank <laughs> you.